Welcome to Two For None, your favourite cricket comedy podcast. My name is Patrick Cullen, and sitting next to me in the studio, in the flesh, Alex Spinks. Mate, great to have you in the pod. Great to be back. It has been such a time. It's been such a time, pal. Such a time. I haven't been here since the Ashes. Yeah. Since the T20 demolition. (laughs) Since New South Wales has been undefeated in the Sheffield Shield. I have had a good time. Finally, things are on the way up for you, Spinks. Last oh. time you were in the chair, I believe you were having a very tough time, and now yeah. things have really turned around. Yeah, uh, I, I got a message from my father-in-law that day. Yeah, you about, did. About, uh, about the World Cup. <laughs> and, um, no, I've dealt with it. I, d- I, I withdrew myself for mental health reasons. Ah, uh, yep, 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 and strong. I was given the time, I was allowed the time from you and Bardo to get myself better and now I'm back and um, I'm better than ever mate I'm really pleased to hear that and can we also while we just made a go out gag there but seriously say how awesome it was of those boys to know their limits and to make a positive choice for their own health oh that is fantastic especially Pekowski and Nick yeah. Maddinson because those were two guys Pekowski was kicked was going to be picked for this Gabba test he was going to be picked for last Gabba test both times had to withdraw for mental health reasons and he has said no I'm not okay and I'm not ready and I need time to myself. And everyone supported him. That is fantastic. Madsen was on the cusp of a return as well. Mm. These these two guys were faced with your international career is going to get another reboot. And they were able to and they were supported to be able to go, no, I need some time to myself, which is brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And a great opportunity for them to sit in state cricket for a while until they feel they're, they're in the right spot, make a few runs and take a few names. Yeah. And for the entire Australian cricket system to support them doing yeah. that like yeah, there hasn't yeah. been a single person complaining that they're doing the wrong thing everyone has been behind them and maxwell as well yes like, maxi as well yeah to, to take the time and get yourselves right and we'll be here when you come back brilliant love that Spinksy. love that mate uh big show today uh heidi cheadle was in the chair will you sit now um only about it's still warm <laughs> Only about three hours ago, and we talked some really good nonsense about women's cricket. Um, so we've got that to play for you in a bit. And Adam Hassan has sent in a tape, our Pakistan correspondent, to preview the test, which starts on Thursday. Can't wait. And isn't it great, Sphinxy, that we're having a test to start the summer at the Gabba? That Again, for messing, the first time in two years or whatever it was. Like, not messing around with other venues. Let's no, cut to the chase. Let's start at the Gabba Twire. Let's start there. Start the summer right. Let's start the summer right. With a demolition. Yeah, and look, it could well be. Oh, Smithy likes the Gabba. He does like it. I tell you who didn't like facing Pakistan, the entire Australian A batting lineup, though. They got uh, destroyed. Absolutely rinsed. Every single test hopeful to fill those last two spots in the team, destroyed. (laughs) Utterly, truly ripped apart. Um, so, folks, we'll be covering a little bit of state cricket. We'll talk about that A game. Uh, and we'll have Adam Hassan to come in and give us the Pakistan side of the story a little later in the piece. But, Spinksy, should we dive straight into Heidi Cheadle, mate? Would you like to hear my chat from with Hides from earlier in the day? Yeah, it's been a pretty eventful week for women's cricket in the WBBL. A couple, like injuries, suspensions. Yeah. This is hard. I want to hear it. All right, let's cut in. Here's Heidi Cheadle and myself talking about women's cricket a little earlier in the day. 
Uh, welcome back for another session of Women's World with the wonderful Heidi Cheadle. She's in the chair next to me. Hi, how are you? I'm in the chair. Oh, it's what so a time. much better to be in the chair. It's very nice. It's, it's so very nice. Good. I've always been worried about you in the car, Hides, when you've been like doing sections of the pod, being like, <laughs> is she going to get so excited about like, some random up, hey. sporting event? Yes, Pinksy. Don't pod and drive. That's very important. Public service announcement. Don't <laughs> pod and drive. And I've had nightmares that you're going to hear this like big old crash and then just silence yeah. <laughs> it's like oh god how embarrassing i'd have to hang up <laughs> maybe we need to do that for the halloween special oh god yeah 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 um mate how are you started your pre-season have you guys uh, cracked into your 50 over Come we on, had on? we had we played campbelltown at the delightful oval at raby and that's in a, the middle of nowhere it was a very long way to not come <laughs> home with the w patrick <laughs> But look, we are building and we are learning and bring on next week. Oh, mate. I know, man. I'm sorry to but, hear uh, that. But what about me. you, the old bouncers mate, we also, and the like? We also lost. Um, yeah, I was just telling you off air that I accidentally bounced a guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to. Uh, second ball. Uh, I've grown myself a seedy moustache. Oh, yeah, um, I've noticed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In an effort to sort of just get to be Mitchell Johnson light. Um, and I needed to follow it up with a good old glare, um, which oh, I didn't good. do because I was kind of surprised by Shocked, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah, mostly yeah, shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have yeah, the same yeah. effect. Um, we also lost, um, uh, but fortunately I didn't have to drive as far. So, um, you live and you learn. You live and you learn, Hides. And while you and I are getting pumped, um, the WBBL is kicking on really, really well. We've both picked teams. We have. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Of our, of our teams of the tournament so far. But I think we'll get to those towards the end. The thing I wanted to start with you about, Hides, was this game, the Renegades and the Sixes. What it was, an upset. It was a thriller. What, huh? What a cracking finish for the Renegades. Unreal. Mate, absolutely incredible. Last over, all came down to needing five runs off the last ball, and Courtney Webb... Uh, former WAFL player, now turned uh, cricket extraordinaire, smashed a six. Like, if that's not the three Cs, I don't know what is. What are the three Cs, Hunt? Like, cool, calm, collected Courtney. <laughs> I, like, y- it's a dream. You want six off the last one yet. You dream about it. You're like, oh, I'm the hero. But it doesn't ever happen. Uh, did and for Courtney Webb. Web. It's like, boom, in the slot. See you later. And off cap as well. She mm. would not be pleased with herself. You were saying she that she's rarely not, pleased about much. I know. I actually listened to some commentary and when she got her hat trick, um, instead of celebrating because she still looked, you know, quite stone-faced, um, she just said it was bad batting and moving on. Wow. <laughs> instead of sort of, wow. you know, bowling on the spot and adding pressure, it was like, no, nah, it wasn't me, it was them. Wow. So somebody, yeah, I mean, getting hit off six the last ball, that's a brutal effort. Although... Although, Just because the goalie misses it doesn't mean it's the goalie's fault. It's gone through the whole team. Hey, Hides. I, hey. I know. Spoken I know. like a true wicketkeeper, yeah. pal. Um, <laughs> Heidi, how worried are you about Elise Perry's shoulder? Now, look, I'm glad you brought that up mm. because what a tragedy. What a travesty. Um, she um, was fielding think, on the boundary, I think folks. It's just and a tra- I don't think anything... I don't think it was dislocated, though, was it? I think it's just... I read somewhere, heard somewhere. If you're listening, fact check this. Um, out for three weeks, but should be right for finals. Oof. So that last little bit is probably the most important. Mm. Um, but little trooper happened in what the twelfth over, and she just she played on. 
Yeah. Yeah, in Captain true Elise Dom. Perry style. Yeah, yeah. mate. What a champion. And at the end, like with a freaking broken, injured shoulder, was there signing autographs for kids. Mm. And this little girl came up to her and was just like in complete tears, like apoplectic. Like starstruck. Starstruck. <laughs> and Perry's there like holding her shoulder with one arm. And, and like, signing. And signing with the other. She is such a little superstar. Mate. And that she, girl would have been like, oh, my God. They, she was just, like, <laughs> bawling her freaking eyes out. It's like the Elise Perry cheer squad, isn't it? There's, like, a bunch of those little girls that travel from far and wide. And they're just froth. Just froth. <laughs> froth. Hold up, hey. Mm-hmm. Like, as we're talking about Elise Perry just being an absolute machine. Yeah. I was looking up earlier today the Australian Sports Person of the Year or the Australian Institute of Sports Sports Person of the Year. Uh-huh. And Elise Perry has not been in a single one of those lists. What are you talking about? The AIS Female Athlete of the Year for the last four years have been Emily Seabom, swimmer, Kim Brennan, rowing, Sally Pearson, athletics, well-deserved. Sure, absolutely. Jessica Fox, slalom canoeing. And Elise Perry, who is a double international in both football and cricket and just our best sports person, especially in cricket, has never won one. This woman is a machine. She's even defected to Victoria <laughs> for long-form cricket, and I'm still saying she's great. That's, that is that is big coming from you, Spinksy. Yeah, there was an article today from Meg Lanning about mm-hmm. how she has become the person that she needed when she was a teenager, which was a female cricketer to identify with. Mm-hmm. So Meg Lanning's hero was Ricky Ponting. Yeah, right. But Meg Lanning and Elise Perry are the two female cricketers who are just taken the world by storm taken the country by storm Lise Perry in two sports not AIS sports person of the year uh, fans of the pod send an email that's all I'm saying petition petition we the awards haven't been decided for 2019 yeah. yet yeah. Yeah. we yeah. need to do this Spinksy I think we need to get a petition up I might even get that going right now test double centurion what more do they want exactly what do they want whose cat did she run over Spinksy MS, MS Donies. Donies MS Donies for sure Elise Perry. Prop all over the joint. Oh man. That's good. Good for her. She's she's so she's so good like that. She always does stuff like that. Yeah, she's the freaking So best. consistent. Yeah, what a legend, Hides. What an absolute legend. Uh so in that first innings, the Sixers put on a, a pretty sizey total, 139, thanks largely to Elise Perry, obviously, and and Cap. She's South African? She of course she is, yeah. She and uh Dane as well, both of them. Um, she batted brilliantly. Mm, like she was seeing him like a beach ball. <laughs> like four, four, four. Thanks very much. Eight fours, fifty-two off thirty-four. Um, for her doing really well. And so now this might be a bit of a wild stat, sure. just because it's a little bit loose. But <laughs> it's a loose stat, now, folks. Watch out. I think this might be the first game that the Sixers have. Lost where Elise Perry has gotten more than 30 in an inning. Huh. So, in recent games, like since Nam, I'm pretty sure <laughs> if Elise gets over 30, they win. And lo and behold, I think she got what, 37, 38? Yep. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Uh, and yeah, of course. So, the- for all of us regular humans, there is, you know, just a little bit of hope. There's, that. there's a little bit of hope. There's a little bit of hope. Um, yeah, a massive credit to Courtney Webb being able to perform under pressure there. Um, I, you know, the slashies though, Hides, uh, we're just worried a little bit about the influx of these talented players coming from elsewhere. It's diabolical, isn't it? Isn't it? These like multi-talented, faceted 
Humans. Brilliant humans. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Um, all right. What about the Scorchers versus the Heat a couple of days before? Heat on top of the table. Uh, absolute powerhouse. They've been kicking names, kicking butts and taking names. That's kicking what I meant to say. Kicking names. Kicking mm-hmm. names doesn't uh-huh, make uh-huh. any sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, you got a mate too who's playing I for the Scorchers. I do have a mate. I do have a mate, Kim Garth. Bowling really well. Yeah. Unlucky, unlucky this last game, but... You know, still doing what you can. One does what one can. And made an eight, not out with the bat. And made an eight. I mean, I love an eight, not out. The mighty grey nickels. Get behind her. (laughs) Hold up, hey. Mm -hmm. She made eight with the bat. Yeah. And her economy was eight and over. Ooh. Just so much synchronicity. I love a bit of synchronicity, Spinks. Is synchronicity a word? I'm going to say yes, because I have a bachelor in English. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm just going to pray... Pray that I'm right. As the most qualified person in the room, Spinks, I'm prepared to give it to you, pal. My, my student debt says I'm right. <laughs> Back to Heidi. Um, Shameless plugs, Heidi. It's shameless plugs. Yeah. But, look, um, strong lineup from the Scorchers there. They aren't quite performing as well as they would like, I don't think. Do you know, though, Jonathan is like a force to be reckoned with. She's she got a is. cheeky four for there, was it? Yeah, yeah, from the looks. So, yeah. and I mean, and she got the big on a Meg Lanning. See you later. So that's got a. For not much, for oh, one. Oh, no, that wasn't, that wasn't, that was Sammy Joe. That wasn't. Well, it's hard when you've got a Jonathan, a and, Johnson. I know. And, you know, it gets, it gets it's, tricky. It's too much. But long story short, that, that, their bowling lineup is really strong. Glissa Kimmins has been looked absolutely awesome. She's bowling pure heat. Um, oh, ah, I see what you did there. Ah, he's not just a pretty face, everyone. <laughs> he's got it. But also, like, I was saying this to you um, when we were watching some highlights, Hides. Lots of lap sweeps. Lots of people trying to put stuff I over know. the keeper's heads. I, I don't know. know about it. I think, you know, tactical if there's no fielder. Yes. But there's a lot to be said. I was saying this earlier. There's a lot to be said for just foot down the track, play the ball. Just okay? drive You don't ground. have to. In T20, you have so much more time than you think. You don't need to smoke the boundary. Everyone, it's about rotating the strike. You go for your singles. Then if, you know, if it's outside the line or it's, you know, fully then, by all means, let loose. But. You don't want to be hitting it onto your stumps. You it's don't. not a good look. Especially if pray. you go to like do the lap sweep over the keeper's head. You miss the ball and you get bold leg stump. It's not a great look. It's not a great look. And from a keeper's perspective, it's terrifying. So <laughs> can you just not like... like just like, rein cool. it in. <laughs> can we not? Um, mate, Beth Mooney is a uh, continuing her extremely good run. 60 off 44 in reply there. Leading the charge in reply to the Scorchers 1-2. One, one, you know, I, what I love about Beth Mooney is when you watch her back, like you can see it in her eyes. She's so fierce. She's like, I'm here. Got a job. I'm doing it. Give me the ball. And as soon as anybody drops short, it's like, cut shot, cut shot, cut shot. And she's so shot. positive. Like, she moves mm. forward. She gives a safe space on the offside just to, like, smoke it through the covers. It's unreal. It's and unreal. Maddie Green, New Hold Zealand up, hey. International, mm. did pretty just well there. Well. Beth Mooney is effectively uh, women's cricket's Matthew Hayden. She is an absolute beast yeah crease. and she's terrifying opening batsman in the short form of the game she's just cut shot cut shot and as soon as you get a little bit full she belts you through the offside <laughs> yeah. she's absolutely amazing especially as a keeper too yeah like her and Alyssa Healy both but I tend to lean on the side of Beth Mooney even though she plays for Queensland Spinks this is there's been a lot of big calls from you about other states that you've enjoyed the cricketers of because I'm so parochial <laughs> Just, I'm from rural New South Wales. I, I grew up I, identifying with Glenn McGrath, the guys that did it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. So anyone from any other state, especially Queensland, mm, no, I don't like them. 
But Beth Mooney is she's an absolute beast at the top. Well, she's a friend of the pod, Spinks. She doesn't know that she's a friend of the pod, as oh, far but, as I'm aware. But she is but a friend. She's of, a friend of the pod. She should correct. be a friend of the pod. Yeah. Because I, the pod's a friend of hers. That's correct. I believe um Chris and I gave some random advice, like she needed to look to hit through the offside more or something very early on. She took that. And then the next game she did exactly that, and we assume that she's done nothing but listen to two for none ever since. Well, exactly. So so her next game's gonna be cut shot, cut shot, cut shot, belted through the, the offside. offside. Yeah, that's great. great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, 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 thanks, yeah, Beth. Yeah, any time, Beth. Good on you. Pleased to well, have you. Um, and Jess Jonathan, mate. Pretty disappointed to be run out, though, mate. Agree. She was not <laughs> happy about it. <laughs> I will say, actually, across the these games, like there's been so many runouts, which yes. is unreal pressure from the fielding team. But also, is it is it silly? Is it a silly decision from the batting mm. team? Like you don't want to have three in an innings. That's brutal. One is bad enough. One is enough. One is more than enough. More than enough. Um, And the the real victims of that were the Thunder. They had runouts. They had bolds. They had every. They got pumped against the Heat the following day. Um, The Heat made 128 in their first dig, which easily attainable. Like that's that's a competitive score, but it could be beaten. Yeah, I I thought I thought Thunder would be on it. Hold up, hey. That is a scheduling nightmare. So that that double game was the Heat against the Thunder. On that night, and then next morning, a 10 a.m. match against the Scorchers, and they won both. <laughs> it's a pretty incredible effort, huh? I, I was up at my parents' place in the Hunter having breakfast because I'd only just gotten out of bed, and my phone <laughs> dings a little message saying, Scorchers in the heat, WBBL, starting soon. I mean, well, that's a mistake. <laughs> Some intern has slept on their phone and causing the entire network exactly. to go nuts. And then I turn on the Cricket Australia app and I get to see the first over while I'm eating eggs. I love that. And they won! I love that, Sphinxy. It's ridiculous. You know, there's something really to be said for cricket in the morning. I love a bit of cricket in the morning. Oh, I adored cricket in the morning. It's very good. Wake up, cricket. Oh. After lunch, cricket. cricket. Have a couple of beers, cricket. cricket. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, a good yeah, day. Yeah, it was yeah, a good strong. day. And then strong, I watched strong, them, strong. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Maybe they're not on it. Maybe they're having a bit of a moment. I mean, what's going on there? They've had a, a bit of a run of low scores, and they've got Rachel Priest, Rachel Haynes, Talia Wilson, Alex Blackwell, uh, Nidia Dar. Like, you got real names there, pal. Like, I what's know. Going down? I know. What I did like is Rachel Haynes looked to be a little bit not maybe not herself, sure. but I think she still rallied there, trying to get through it, and then eventually she. You know, she got out, but Port it was fire. it was nice to see, yeah, because like, it's not it's not always a good day out, you know what I mean? And for all these big names, like they're obviously big names for a reason, but it can't always be that time, which mm. takes me back to the whole Liz Perry. It's nice to be human thing. So yeah. for all us regular folk, it's Hold like up, okay, hey. everybody has. One of the things I really like about Heidi is her. Um, mild belief that Elise Perry may not be human. That yeah. she, she may <laughs> you hear Heidi talk and it's like I'm reading the Iliad. <laughs> that, that Elise Perry may be some kind of, I don't know, um, deity sent back in time. At the very least, a demigod. A demigod. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah, she stole yeah. the golden fleece and killed the Cyclops. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think Hydes is always so pleased to know that these cricketers are, in fact, human beings, potentially with, with even flaws. I can only imagine that when Elise Perry got actually injured, Hyde smiled in a sad way. And went, <laughs> she is human. Oh, wait. That's <laughs> awful. Like that. Okay. 
I don't know. I, I wonder if there's some some team blending, team mixing, maybe some coaching things going on there. They well, don't seem to be like really changed clicking. the lineup too. Like Talia yeah. Wilson in, which is great because when we played her, she's brilliant. She's also a delightful human being. Mm. So it's nice to see her there Name at three. That's, that's awesome for her. But they've kind of shuffled their order around and. Yeah. You know, different names each week. so Maybe a bit unsettled. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens next. Hides, see how they regroup. In terms of the old table, the heater on top, strikers two, sixes three, renegades four, and then on the bottom four is scorches, thunder, hurricanes, and stars. Should we have a moment of silence for the stars? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Nine games, <laughs> one win, eight losses. <sighs> That's a, that's a lesson in resilience and patience. <laughs> and also we're thinking of you. We so. are thinking of you. But with the World Cup around the corner, it, there's a little bit of pressure. I mean, Big Bash is all good and well. It's fun. It's so entertaining. But at the end Absolutely. of the day, like these people that, you know, the World Cup, they want to represent. So well, yeah, and disappointing for them. Look, fingers sure. and toes crossed that um, Perry will be fine for that because that could yes. put a big dent in our lives. Speaking of Elise Perry, um, let's talk about our teams of the tournament so far, Hides. Teams of the tournament. Would you like to hear mine or would you like to go first? Let's hear yours. Okay. All right. Now... Ladies first. I have based... I have based this largely off uh, the runs, wickets and economy rates of uh, the following players. Boring. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up, Hayes. How dare you? Yeah, boring. I've seen Moneyball. We're all fans. Well... Do it properly. Uh, we, we actually selected really nicely here because... Heidi did, I agree. Oh, come on. Um, we selected really nicely here because I went totally for that logical Moneyball nonsense. Mm-hmm. And Hyde's like largely picked people she knows. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> and her mates. And in the first draft of her team, she's just about to read out, um, they were, it was like nine wicket keepers. <laughs> like eight people that she's at the pub with right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. And mine was just like most runs, most wickets. Yeah, best but economy rates. you have a glaring omission from you. We yours. can't talk about it. We've got to oh, get back to the team. Oh, okay. right, right. uh, Beth Mooney, in order, obviously. Uh, Beth Mooney, Sophie Devine, Alyssa Healy, uh, Elise Perry, Lisa Lee, Amy Jones, Ooh. Jess Jonathan, uh, Sammy Joe Johnson, uh, Nadia Dar. Megan Schutt, Delissa Kimmins. Okay. Mm. Now, a few a few I expected. A few, I'm shocked. Yeah. Just Damn straight. That coming. And who is your wicketkeeper? Oh, uh, Healy's taking the gloves there. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and captain. Uh, captain's going to be Elise Perry. Of course. Because I'm not, I'm not a an champion. Animal. Yeah. I'm not an animal, Patrick. Not, <laughs> not animal a fan of height. Um, uh, okay. So now, what if I told you we had some double ups? Uh, well, Where does I mean, that... We're going to have to work out this whole point system. But give me your team first. Talk me through it. All right. Now, in no particular order, because mm-hmm. we haven't taken the field yet, so I don't want to pull a Hobart Hurricane Keeper and get in trouble for naming my team. <laughs> <laughs> topical, folks. Topical. Uh, was it too soon? No, it's not too nah, soon. It's good. Soon. Yeah. All right. Now, this was a real, real moral d- dilemma for me with me, my decisions. But I have Alyssa Healy, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. keeper, an all-round champion. Elise Perry, mm-hmm. all-round champion. Yeah. Now, I've got Meg Lanning in there, Miguel Amelia Kerr. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have Kim Garth. And I have Ishmael from the Thunder because I cannot get enough. Oh. <laughs> that, that little nugget runs around at the speed of light <laughs> and then bowls are just as quick. <laughs> and I'm into it. Uh, also, Beth Mooney, Miguel Tahuhu, Sammy Joe Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then 
Now, Saskia Hawley, very good mate of mine, is obviously always going to be included, but hasn't got a bit of a run. <laughs> so if we omit that little detail, she's there. However, I, oh, I'm really torn. I've got Nat Siver and JJ, but I'm going Jess Jonathan. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm going Jess Jonathan and Van Neerkirk from the Sixers. Oh, I the love Dane. me leggies. There's lots of leggies there, Heights. Yeah, because... They're so good. Leggies yeah. and so, keepers. There's so much off spin. I feel like as a people, they're not super <laughs> practice playing leg spin. So bring them on. Bring them on. Bring them on. Um, okay. So I think we'll just have to... I think we get the same points for the same players. Because obviously... Um, and we might have to be able to sub in our player. I didn't tell you about my 12th. Oh, who is your 12th? My 12th is Courtney Webb. Ah, uh, he likes them shiny. I like The shiny new toys. Shiny new toys. Get her in. Um, she's got talent, mate. Oh um, man, you can't deny it. So I think we're going to be able to have a sub here because Elise Perry's not going to be in the team next week. So you have um, to use your twelfth. So we're going to have, we're both going to, have to use our twelfth. Use our twelfth. Yeah, yeah. So that that might Happy make it a bit that. tricky. So we'll, we'll come back um, uh, at the end of this test match, Hides, and uh, we'll re-report and see how our that. teams are doing. I love that. What do you reckon? It's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into I it. I can't wait to beat you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about that happening as well. Um, all right, Hydes. Uh, thank you so much for coming on in, pal. Lovely to see you. Oh, always a pleasure. And um, we will see you after the next test. Indeed. Thanks, Heidi. Yeah. Bye. Heidi Cheadle, what an absolute superstar. Great to have her on the show. Spinksy, what did you think of those two teams, mate? Oh, I, th- I thought Heidi picked pick well. You, you both picked well. But what kind of self-respecting Perth boy (laughs) does not have the Australian captain Meg Lenning in their team of the WBBL in any season of the last three years. Now, look, now you make make an excellent point and I I hear you. Look, she's up there. She really is. You called me a one-eyed supporter. She's in the top eight run makers this season. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Listen, she's got 242 runs at 30. You know, and like... I, I get her job that. is more than just runs, Patrick. Uh, you know what? He can't. He can't quantify the leadership there. You know, I, I do. I do. Or someone yeah. quantified it, and someone deemed it not worthy. Yeah. Well, I mean, mate. Oh, I, I went for Amy Jones over Meg Lanning, and because she has scored eighteen more runs this season. Yeah, and is averaging two more. You're right, Sphinx. I should really swap that out. I, I'm convinced. I made a. I, I, I made a. I made a bad choice. You made a boo boo. <laughs> You made well, a big boo-boo. How about this, pal? How about... I know that you may not be around for the next pod, but I'd like your team, Spinks. I'd like your team. I'm going to give you a bit of time because I'm springing on you now. All right, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take uh, a couple yeah, of days. Yeah. I'll and take, so, take the test match to think. In fact, folks at home, if you want to join in as well, here's what we're doing. You can pick any 11 players from the WBBL. We'll put it up on the Facebook page. We'll put it up on the Facebook page. Correcto. Here's how the points work. You get one point per run that player gets you get also get a one point for a catch or a stumping or a run out um if they're a bowler they get two points for a wicket um they get three points if the batter scores a 50 they get five points if they get a a hundred or a fifer Mm -hmm. and so we'll just any points for maidens for the bowlers no not at this juncture but maybe we need to give them one cricket i think i think they should get get one point per maiden yeah all right i'm happy with that um plus one point uh, maiden. I'll All give right. him 10. Oh, he's just going to pick. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty hard work to get a maiden. Exactly. I'll, I'll pay that, Spinks. Um, 
All right, so that's that's the jam for that, mate. Yeah, nice. So um, pick yourself aside. I will. And we'll post them all on the Two For None Facebook page. We'll do a Two For None uh, team and we'll all put our sides together and see who wins. I would love that. And can we also make a quick shout out to software developers? There's so many fantasy sports games. Oh, yeah. There is not a fantasy league for the WBBL. No. And I searched hard and and very long to find one. I couldn't find uh, no, um, and couldn't find one anywhere. So software developers, app makers, make it happen. Uh, people want to do it. We want to do it. So you can use our format as a uh, as a template if you like. Uh, <laughs> copyright two for none. Copyright two for none. I just want two percent of all sales. We can negotiate. Um, (laughs) Sphinxy, let's talk. Let's move now into the Mar Sheffield Shield. Uh, There's been some big games, mate, and there's a couple of things that really took your eye, Mm -hmm. especially with the Pakistan series coming up and the Australian summer around the corner. Oh, definitely. So um, where did you want to start, pal? What, what, What... tickled your fancy do you want to deal with uh queensland and the epic win over victoria yeah definitely because that was the best game of of the last round and it was the last audition for most people and so many people failed (laughs) (laughs) the scorecard doesn't read particularly well i mean queensland got rolled in that first inning yeah and that lulled victoria that's what that was their plan was ah. they lulled Victoria into a false sense of security. Yeah. So Victoria would declare on 300 and then lose. <laughs> Which I thought was great. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Queensland got rolled in that first innings for 183 all out. Um, your favourite bloke, Jimmy Pattinson, got two. Peter Siddle got three. My favourite? Yeah, your favourite guy you love. You uh, love yeah, I, I like seeing uh, duct taped together skeleton bowls and bowls. <laughs> And the only, like I say, Humphrey there, Humphrey, I should say, got 64. Um, but outside of that, they got pretty comprehensively done with. Mm. Victorian Reply put on 300 uh, declared. Um, 92 there to Petey Hanscom, who's the skipper. Uh, Jake Fraser McGurk? Yeah. How are you feeling about this young man? I, like, until this match, I genuinely, genuinely never paid attention to him. And I was actually quite shocked to see him get the runs that he got. He plays Stachetti brilliantly did he yeah he was like lacing him through the offside and i thoroughly enjoyed it do you know he's 17 years old i really hate jake fraser mcgurk because <laughs> i went through a period about five years ago when i turned 25 where uh-huh. i was seeing professional sports people yeah. in their early 20s earn eight hundred thousand dollar contracts for various sports afl nrl cricket etc sure he is not even out of high school Yep. I do not like this child. And look, he made 51 against a uh, pretty solid attack. He was he and the captain were the only two people to pass 50. Yeah. Like, it's not hard to beat Aaron Finch in a long-form game, but sure. still. Still. Uh. I mean, and he also took Shane Warne's number when it came to the short forms. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, you would have thought they would have retired that number, but Jake Fraser McGurk. That's bold. Isn't that bold? I really like it. Uh, you have, this has been a journey for you oh, about I'm Jake Fraser. Such <laughs> a time right now. This is, oh, it's up, it's down. It's up, it's down, it's all over the place. McGurk, I love you, hate you. Oh, boy. Um, so, listen, they declared for 300. As Spinksy said, they got lulled into a false sense of security there. A uh, couple of wickets to Schwepson got fourper. 
Uh, Edwards got two, and Steckity, Steckity, Steckity got two as well. This Gannon character, um, Chris Gannon, is currently on the top of the run of the wickets list. Mm. Cameron Gannon, I should say, is currently uh, on the top of the wicket list, and he's listed as representing the United States of America, which is pretty interesting. Um, Apparently, he's played a couple of T20s for the United States, which is unexpected and kind of wonderful. Good on him. Played on a baseball field, I'm assuming. (laughs) He has 19 wickets at 20 this season, Spinks. That's actually quite ridiculous. In four matches. Uh, He's bought 154 overs. Wow. What's his economy over that? uh, His economy is 2.55. Wow. Which is pretty sensationally impressive. The American who played cricket. I'm going to make a biopic about this boy. I would I would love it if you did. Um, and then, as you say, in reply, Queensland came back and made 306. Yeah, it was also the first uh, Sheffield Shield game that Labuschagne hasn't crossed 50. Oh. Mr. Fix-It from the Ashes. He didn't hit a half century in either innings. But it's all about that last innings, mate. Um, and Schwepson. And Schwepson. Schwepson absolutely tore him apart. He bowled... I think it was less than a run and over all game and then just cleaned up the tail. Three for 17 uh, to clean up the tail and, and do the job for Queensland. Economy of 0.95. Wow. That's insane. As a leggy. Yeah. Very impressive. You know, Chris and I were talking earlier in the um, WBBL, sorry, I should say in the Sheffield Shield season, how worried we were about spinners. Um, you yeah, and I put it in my tape. last tape. Yeah. There's literally no one. There's no one else who is is being groomed or included in these national teams that's a decent spinner for the long form. Mm. Agar is a very good defensive spinner in the short form of the game, and he does very well. He's quite handy with the bat. Him him and Zampa somehow managed to form a really nice partnership over the T20s of the last six uh, five that we had against Pakistan and Sri Lanka. But there's literally no one else that they are including in long form cricket. The only spinners outside of Nathan Lyon in the team are Travis Head and Steve Smith. Mm. They're batsmen. <laughs> and Shaggers. And Labuschagne. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah Labuschagne's yeah. got some, some decent leggies as well. Yeah. Good. He is Steve Smith version 2.0. 2. 2. Yeah, Steve Good Smith light. But there's no one around. Like uh, O'Keefe should have been there. He should have been there for a long time, but he has an abhorrently arrogant head on his shoulders and he gets himself into trouble. Mm. He says the wrong thing and he annoys the establishment and does what James Pattinson does and insults batsmen in the most horrible ways. So they don't want him there. But there's no one else. Lloyd Pope was going to be the, the next big Ah, uh, the Cardinal. But he's still 19? Yes, I believe so. He, and just bowls wrongins. And how yeah. long? <laughs> he, he, should, he should have been born in the subcontinent because he would be a god there. Uh, as a ginger person, if he was born in the subcontinent, he'd have to get a sunscreen sponsor. He would be dead. He would be probably dead. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Fair. That's and listen, fair. I was in Thailand recently, uh, as we all know on the pod, and Spinksy, <laughs> I went through uh, four whole tubes of sunscreen in just 50, three SPF weeks. 50? I mean, I'm not an animal, Spinks, yeah, obviously. Yeah, what good. sort of operation are we running? As long as you're here? taking care of yourself, that's all I want. I really appreciate that. Your mum's happy too. <laughs> Oh, holy moly. She is. She's doing really well, Susie Cullen. Um, okay, uh, let's have a look. What about this New South Wales playing Western Australia? Oh, I'm so excited for this. 
So this was a little while ago. This was from the 11th to the 14th, folks. So uh, New South Wales came out and batted and put on a huge total. A, a young bloke who you may have come across, Spinksy, in your cricket watching called SPD Smith. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard of him. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah. He scored 103 uh, half centuries to Hughes, Solway and Enrique. Solway is the one that I want to talk about because he debuted, what, two matches ago? Yeah, right. Hit 100 in his first game. Now he's holding his place opening for New South Wales. He he's a find. I'm I'm real interested in him. That is that is extremely impressive there, Spinksy. And a, a cheeky fifty to none other than PJ Cummins, the man, the myth, the legend. You're not wrong about this kid, Solway. Two matches, two hundred and eight runs yeah, and an hit, average of hundred and four. He hit a century last match, held his place, hit another half century in the opening. Uh, innings for New South Wales this time. He's he's a he's 24, so he's he played grade cricket and he's made his way in grade cricket. But he's he's a good batsman. Uh, how's this bowling lineup for New South Wales? Uh, Cummins. Uh, how's Stark. this bowling lineup for Australia? <laughs> Cummins, Stark, O'Keefe, Lyon, with Enrique's picking up a few overs in the middle there. It's bloody outrageous. Um, Western Australia had a pretty tough day in the field, chased a lot of leather. Uh, Darcy Short took two wickets. You know that's never good. Um, <laughs> Matt Kelly got one uh, and the Stoin got two as well. Western Australia in reply got pretty comprehensively rolled. Um, Darcy Short got a 50, Sean Marsh got a 40, Agar got a 38, batting down the order. But outside of that, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, I, I always say that when your first in bowler at the crease is one of your top two or three high scorers, you're having a bad match. Yeah, it's not it's not going great. And listen, I mean, if Chris Barty was here, all he'd want to talk about is the fact that Sean Marsh has made two separate double hundreds this this season. Shame he didn't cross fifty this match. <laughs> what this shows, though, is is conforming to my hypothesis, which you know, under ten runs, if he doesn't get ten, Sauce is one of the worst batsmen in the country. Over ten, he's good for eighty. Mm. He's good for eighty. He's good for two hundred. Mm. But if you can get him before that, and with this quality bowling lineup from um, New South Wales, it was going to be a tough ask. Yeah, and that's the thing with Sauce. It's day in, day out. Because when he is out for under 10, he looks like the most ungainly... Like Matt Renshaw on a bad day. (laughs) Matt Renshaw after a big night. Yeah, he's had a few the night before. He was was playing the pokies until 3am. He hasn't slept much. That's Sean Marsh under 10 runs. Over 10 runs, he's, you know, Mark War-esque. He is beautiful at the crease. But you just never know which Sean Marsh is going to be there. Yeah. Problematic. Look, Western Australia managed to make 128 all out in their second innings. Um, They did not make the distance. Uh, New South Wales uh, rolled them there. New South Wales' second innings was none for 96. Daniel Hughes and Henriques came in to open and just tonked them around the SCG for about two hours. I loved it. Every second. <laughs> five out of five from Spinksy there. So, mate, look, coming into the test series, a uh, couple of people just to have in our brains. Now, we, the test squad has been announced, and we'll get to that in a second. But I just wanted to throw some people at you. Tommy Cooper, for example, has the most runs currently in the Sheffield Shield. He's got 518 runs at an average of 86. Yeah, it's insane. Followed by Sean Marsh with 443. Boo followed by AJ Doolan with 405, Nick Madison with 389, and our friend uh, Matthew Wade the with 53, who's just keeping on keeping on. 
So some a couple of really good performers there. Uh, you were talking earlier that you would wish Peter Hanscom got picked in the side. Just looking at his numbers now, um, I can see why he didn't. He's right down the order. He's got 219 runs this season at 31. So, I mean, it's it's a really difficult balance, isn't it, Spinks? You're trying to decide whether you're trying to pick on form or you're going to pick on... Um, potential. Potential. You're picking on, on history of mm. person's career. Um, so I think it's somewhere in the middle of all of that. What, I'll, what I'll say for Pete Hanscom is just in the sense that uh, Bancroft getting picked. Yeah, bangers. Let's yeah. just talk about the test squad, Spinky. Now we're here. Um, bangers getting picked. Wasn't that wild? Bukowski got picked and, and as we mentioned earlier, um, pulled himself out due to mental health and really good on him for doing that. Mm. It's the right choice for him to make. Yeah. Um, but really weird that Bancroft got picked you know I'm looking right now at the top list of scorers of batters in the Sheffield Shield and he's not on it yeah but if you could just look up uh, what what state he plays for oh come on mate if, if, yeah, no yeah, if you yeah, just yeah. Wait, 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 where, where's, Western where's Australia ba- oh is that where yeah, yeah, and um yeah. uh, Justin Langer he, he made a lot of runs for for some state I can't quite yeah Western Australia oh is that saying. what it is yeah, yeah, oh that, yeah. that's a so bit talk crazy. to me about why Marcus Harris didn't get picked then mate if because you've got any conspiracy theories over there because because he demonstrably failed. So did Bancroft. But Harris is now at Victoria. Like, Harris has scored a century and two half centuries this season for the Victorian Sheffield Shield side. Mm. Bancroft, I think, has passed 50 once. Yeah, he's not even on the major list here. And so what, like, a lot of the uh, commentators are talking about is that Bancroft was picked as the concussion sub because Labashain's now in the first team. He can't be a concussion sub. But Bancroft doesn't bat below two. He's batted at six, apparently, for Australia A. Okay. So, in every other game he's ever played, he doesn't bat below two, Two. maybe three. He might be first drop. He can't bowl. His fielding is okay. His fielding in short positions is very, very good. Harris's is better. Harris's, like, specialist short leg. Mate, it's an interesting problem. We're looking at uh, Tim Payne, Cam Bancroft, Joe Burns, Paddy Cummins. Happy for Burns? Happy for Burns. Yeah. Happy for Burns. Especially in Australian conditions. He plays at the Gabba, which is the hardest place to bat this season. The ball has been doing a ridiculous amount. That's why his runs and Labashain's runs mean more than anyone who plays for Victoria or South Australia. Because they are playing on highways. Oh, mate. Victoria especially. 600 runs in both innings for either team. What is that? Like, Travis Head didn't even pass 50? (laughs) How did he get back in the squad? Demented. Uh, so, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, uh, Marnus Labuschagne, Nathan Lyon, Michael Nisa, which I think is a great inclusion, Pattinson, Smith, Stark, Wade, and Warner. And I know you're very upset that James Pattinson's back in the sides, Binksy. I'm not a huge fan. You're not a huge fan. That's well documented. Yeah, I, I think I've said it before. And also, also like his behavior as a bowler is like Mitchell Johnson at his worst. Um, it's Mitchell Stark at his worst. It's reminiscent of uh, Steve Harmison at his worst. And he's just not... The team says they love him. They love him. They love his energy. They love the way he attacks the batsman. He attacks the crease. He attacks the game. But the way he carries on and the things that he's obviously said, which is why he's been banned for this te- just one test match, mm. is there's just no place for it. The kind of slurs that he uses to energise himself... We have no place for that. And you can't bowl him for two test matches in a row. So why is he there? Yeah, I mean, Matt, that's a pretty convincing point. I actually quite enjoyed watching Jimmy Pattinson bowl, but you, you may have convinced me there, Spinks. I, I don't know. Um, so if we look at the, the list, uh, Jackson Bird 
is doing really well this season. The perennially hard done by. If Siddle's not getting in the squad, Bird's <laughs> not getting in the squad. 17 wickets at 22. Uh, nice is right up there as well, which I'm pleased to see him included. He's got 15 at 20. Mm. Um, and especially as this season moves on, you know, you'd be you'd be pretty tempted to give him a bit of a run. Nisa, mm. I hope he gets to make his debut at some yeah. point. And the other argument I'd say against Pattinson is I think someone like Jai Richardson deserves a place in the squad more than Pattinson does. Well, yeah, he's, he's just been coming back from injury, Jai, and he hasn't quite been himself. He's done know. well in the short form. He's done well in the short form. He, short, he's short, he's short. a future bowler. Yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely accurate. I mean, mate, he's not even making the side currently for the... He was playing a T20 last match. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so, listen, ugh, we'll have to wait and see this. Mix, but I, I do hear your point. I do love Jai Richardson. Hey, speaking of people who we love, do you want to hear a bit from Adam Hassan? Definitely. I want to hear the other side of the argument. I would love to hear that too. Obviously, folks, uh, we're going to continue to work with our hold-up haze here. So if we have anything to say during Adam's uh, interjection, we will just say hold-up hay to cut in and do so. I haven't listened to this tape at all. He sent it in just after the second T20, I think. Mm-hmm. So um be interesting to see what he's got to say. Let's cut straight to him now. Here's Adam Hassan with a Pakistan view. Since I last spoke to you, Pakistan cricket has seen a lot of changes. Soon after the World Cup, the PCB decided against renewing the contracts of Mickey Arthur, Grant Flower and Azam Mahmood, despite Mickey Arthur in particular expressing an eagerness to continue. I personally thought that he did an excellent job in the white ball formats. We won the 2017 Champions Trophy as the lowest ranked side in the tournament, thrashing England and India in the semis and final, and we won 30 out of 37 T20 matches while he was coach, taking us to the top spot in the rankings. On the other hand, Our performances and tests have been underwhelming in the last three years. Winning 10 matches and losing 17 under Mickey Arthur, we went from top of the rankings to 7th. It's probably with this test record in mind that the PCB appointed Miss Al Haq, Pakistan's most successful test captain, as our new head coach as well as chief selector. The PCB have also released... That's an interesting stat that I didn't know, that Mizbah is the most successful captain in Pakistani cricket history. Yeah, wow. Because he had to captain a pretty poor side. Pretty average, in yeah. In two stints, he, he didn't have the team around him. Like, he lost um, Afridi and that to those scandals, and he's dealing with a makeshift side. Yeah. It's literally just him and Yunus Khan in the batting lineup. And he lost um, Amir for a long yeah. period there as well. Exactly. Like, he only had a Freedy in the short forms of the game. For him to be the most successful captain of their time, that's well done. Yeah, it's very impressive. If you think of the bowling lineups that they had, like Akram, Imran Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Waka Yunus. Yeah, uh, Kadir. The best swing bowl, the sultan of swing. Yeah, yeah, Bowling. And somehow Mizbah became the most successful captain. Yeah, he deserves coach spot. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And listen, like, he's definitely seen like a talisman for that side. Oh, uh, their last tour here, which was just before uh, Sandpaper Game. Yeah. And all of that. Like, they held up really well. The fact that they lost a few of those matches was actually quite sad because they deserved a few wins. They did. And it's all because of Ms. and Eunice. And I'm going to be interested to hear um, Adam's thoughts about Shaheen as well. Who's the been- younger Freedy. Oh, boy. What a find. Mm. Let's cut back to him. Here he is this year's central contracts list. The pool has been reduced from 33 players to 19, split into three categories, with only three players in the top category. Babur Azam, Yasser Shah and Safar Ahmed, who has subsequently been dropped as a captain and as a player from both the Test and T20 sides. 
This was as a result of Sri Lanka's white ball tour of Pakistan, a significant milestone as cricket continues to return to the country. We won the ODI series 2-0, but lost the T20 series 3-0 against a weakened Sri Lanka side. I don't think Safaz's sacking in the T20 format was entirely justified. He was against the selections of Ahmed Shazad and Umar Akma, two players who underperformed against Sri Lanka. He lost the series with a team that was imposed on him and has now paid for it. It's also a shame that he led us to the top of the rankings in the one global cycle where there's been a four-year gap between World T20s, and with the next one now less than a year away, our form is beginning to dip. So on to our tour of Australia. In the first T20, Pakistan... Hold up, hey. Can I just quickly jump in here to say how excellent Adam's analysis is? Oh, definitely. Just across the board. Yeah, he's much more succinct than me or Hawkey could <laughs> ever be. We like to waffle. Um, Really, really, like... I'm fascinated by all of that, um, and I'm I'm I do I do think Adam makes a really great point there. It feels as if that he could feel a bit hired done by. Um, yeah, the, uh, I, I agree because Safra's did a really good job, but uh, Azhar Ali is brilliant, and Baba Azam are brilliant. They're the leadership Mate, group now. Baba Azam is an absolute boss. Exactly. So, sure, he could feel un- hard done by, but he's still in the squad. He's still there. And these guys, I think, are doing a better job. Yeah, well, with the exception of the T20 series, which Adam is just about to get but into. But also T20 cricket, they got to the number one ranking in that in the year that T20 cricket was played the least out of any form of cricket in the previous 12 months because we mm. had the ODI World Cup coming up. For sure, for sure. And they didn't perform well in that. The Bangladesh performed better than Pakistan. Well, yeah. So maybe Safraz Ahmed should just... Move on. Yeah, exactly. Just score some runs, man. Fakhar Zaman and Horace Sahel were both out early, but our new captain, Baba Azam, the leading run scorer in the T20 Blast this year, built a 60-run partnership with our new keeper, Mohamed Rizwan. After 12.4 overs, when Rizwan was out and Baba and Asif Ali were going nicely, the match was interrupted by rain and reduced to 15 overs aside. This break disrupted our momentum, and when the players came back on, we limped to 107 for 5, Baba finishing with 59 not out. Australia only faced 3.1 overs before it rained again and the match was abandoned. What happened in those 3.1 overs? Uh, we don't need to go into that. <laughs> in the second T20, Pakistan batted first and Hold scored up, 150. Babu Azam and Iftikhar. The only th- reason why I think we should actually talk about it is because Aaron Fitch hits runs in short-form Australian cricket. And so it is newsworthy. Because he hasn't passed 50 in long-form cricket for two and a half years. So I think that is unfair, and I think we should go into detail about what happened in that 3.1 overs. Yeah, Spicy, I, I hear you there. Um, it, they, you know, they, uh, they, they made runs for a change. No, Aaron made runs. Aaron made runs. Aaron and that is runs. newsworthy. <laughs> well, look, Finchie's... Not, mate, nobody has problems. I, I don't think anybody has problems with Finchie in short-form cricket. Not at all. Like, nobody's got issues with that. Mm, especially what? when he's got his eye in and he is angry because he was angry at the umpires. Yeah. He was angry at the weather. He was an angry Finchy. He was an angry Finch. And even though Finches are small, they punch above their weight. Yeah, absolutely. I completely see that. And he laced that. that attack. Yeah, he laced them. For 15 balls and 38 <laughs> runs. It was great. First and scored 150. <laughs> Let's get back to and Iftika Ahmed both scoring impressive half centuries. But Australia chased it down relatively easily thanks to a great innings by Steve Smith. To be honest, there wasn't a great deal more the bowlers could have done, because Smith was batting so well. What was disappointing was that the batsmen didn't learn from their mistakes. Fakhar Zaman, Haris Sahel and Asif Ali were all caught in the same way as they had been in the first match. 
Baba Azam is an incredible batsman, but we can't rely on him to score all our runs. In the third T20, someone else in the top four needs to step up and really contribute. After the T20s, we're playing two test matches, led by Azhar Ali, an experienced player who has captained Pakistan before. With the retirements of Amir and Wahab Riyaz from test cricket, our bowling lineup is looking very inexperienced. Mohamed Abbas is the most experienced fast bowler in the squad, with 14 tests to his name. He has been picked alongside Imran Khan, who hasn't played a test match since January 2017, and three teenagers, Shaheen Afridi, 17-year-old Musa Khan, and 16-year-old Naseem Shah. Hold up. What? I apologise to McGurk, <laughs> the 17-year-old. <laughs> that is nuts. Spinky. 16. He's, he, I think he's 17 in about three months' time. He won't be 17 by the time they finish this summer of cricket in the Southern Hemisphere. Nassim Shah is born on the 15th of February 2003. My youngest cousin is older than that. Spinksy, you were fighting bushfires when this was happening, when this kid was born. That's true. I was a 14-year-old in Canberra. <laughs> Which is genuinely buck wild. But he's played seven first-class matches, right? And he's taken his best bowling. He's got 27 wickets in seven first-class matches, including a six for 59 at an average of 16. Apparently, he bowls over on nearly 140 clicks. Yeah, he's 145, 146 average. He's insane. That is nuts. Like, in, like back to his point about you know three teenagers and then their two most experienced bowlers have played like less than twenty matches or haven't played for two years. But Muhammad Abbas is a pretty good bowler. Muhammad Abbas is a good cricketer. No, he is no doubt Pakistan's Vernon Philander. He is seam up on a good length. Mm. Whatever the ball does, he doesn't know. So how does the batsman? Yeah, I mean, I think what Adam's leaving out there, because he's, he's, I think he's talking it down, is the fact that Muhammad Abbas has 66 wickets at 18 and 14 tests. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's some good numbers, Spinks. Yeah, he's a latecomer to test cricket in a consistent way, but he is very good. He's kind of like Adam Voges in that respect, when you say Spinks. No, because he's not <laughs> 3,000 years old before he gets his start, and he's not from the same town as the coach. I knew that was going to get a good reaction. I just, that's what so saying. angry. I know. It's very good. Um, listen, you're right. Very inexperienced. No, back to that. If a boss plays five <laughs> tests in the West Indies and cleans up with two tenfers, maybe I'll agree. But he's playing against some quality opposition this time. <laughs> All I'm saying... Oh, one more thing. That's very good. One more thing. Um, Pakistan's bowling po- coach is none other than a young bloke by the name of Waka Yunus. Which is just insane, Spinksy. Waka Yunus, the man, the myth, the legend. I've heard that name before. Have you heard that name before? Is he good? Yeah, 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 yeah. Insanely so. So, listen, there's they're they're young. It's going to be a question of whether they can keep up their pace, accuracy, and all of that over the course of five days. Yeah, Steve Smith had an interview where he's talking about his entire goal is, yeah, Nassim Shah is going to bowl fire, but his job is to bring him back for his third spell in a day. And so that's that's going to be the battle. If these young bowlers can hold up, and Abbas can do a you know a fourteen over spell if need be on the road that is the MCG, then they might actually have a good crack. But they they need to hold up. They need to be held together better than James Pattinson is. They're going to need more strapping tape than Jimmy Anderson. Yeah. Um, let's well, we'll see how they go. These last two are unlikely to play much of a role in the series, and are probably just in the squad so that they can be introduced to international cricket. Yasser Shah will be the main spinner, although he doesn't have a great record in Australia. Hold up, hey. In terms of... 
Sorry to interrupt you again there, Adam, but Nathan Lyon doesn't have a good record against Pakistan either. So what do you the, mean by that? In the couple of tests that they've played in the UAE and last series here that Pakistan played, Nathan Lyon, I think, gets about two wickets a match. Yeah, right. And his average is sitting around 45, 48. So, yeah, Yassir Shah, I don't think, will play as big of a role as they might want from their uh, primary spinner. But Nathan Lyon struggles against that team as well, especially against Babar Azam. Yeah, Azam's got to tear cool. him to pieces. In the country, the only uh, two decks that are taking spin are the SG and the Gabba. And they're playing the Gabba. But if Nathan Lyon's going to be good, Yassir Shah's going to be good. And That's I great think Yassir Shah's a bit more incisive than Lyon is. And I think he's going to test our lineup more than Lyon's going to test theirs. Well, here's what I would reply to you with Spinksy. It's a different style of bowling to bowl spin in Australia than it is to bowl spin on the subcontinent. Yeah, definitely. And what Lyon does so well is the overspin that he gets to get the, the bounce and all of that. It, Yassir Shah, as a leggy, has a lot more side spin left to right. I mean... It, I think you're right. I'm really looking... Like, there's nothing better in the world to me outside of a red-hot fast bowler bowling sheer heat at people's noses, which I do enjoy, but a leg spinner, a wily leg spinner using their craft to deceive, manipulate, and uh, destroy batsmen, uh, it really gets me going. Mm, and I'd say like Nathan Lyon is, you know, the leg spinner's off spinner because ah. he uses his craft very well. But he bowled against Pakistan in the UAE which is just a flat deck he hasn't played in Pakistan he hasn't played on their home tracks Turf, yeah. he's bowled on the UAE and that is just a road of a wicket and he hasn't played very well whereas Yassir Shah got into the team on those wickets he got into the team on those roads and if they face anything similar in Australia Nathan Lyon's great he's a brilliant defensive bowler he's a brilliant attacking bowler he knows his craft and he knows his home turf better than anyone but I think Yassir Shah is one of the few spinners which might actually be able to get the leg up on the Australian batsman interesting Spinksy alright let's get back in to terms Adam. of batsmen there aren't really any surprises with the experience of Azhar Ali and Asa Shafiq as well as the talent of young batsmen like Baba Azam and Imam Al-Haq you'd actually have to say for the first time in a while that our batting will probably be our strength the main concern for this series will be getting Steve Smith out with the consistency of Muhammad Abbas, the left-arm angle of Shaheen Afridi and the pace of the younger two bowlers, we have what we need to trouble him, but execution will be vital if we want to dismiss him. Given that we haven't won a test in Australia since 1995, I'm not overly optimistic for this tour, but if we can manage to get at least a draw out of one of these matches, I think we could consider that a decent start to the test championship. Thank you, Adam Hassan. Wonderful to have you on the podcast. Excellent analysis. Um, just all-round tip-top stuff from the young man. You know, it's going to be a tricky one. Um, you never know what you're going to get with a Pakistan side. Mm, well, uh, I think he undersold them a little bit. Yeah, he may have done a touch. I, I particularly think they're fast bowling strong, and they do have a couple of good batsmen. But as he said, execution, Spinks. Yeah, and especially coming against up against Steve Smith. Mm. And even Levashane in form, or Warner on his home turf. Like, it's, it's going to be a tricky run for their bowlers. Um, Wazim Akram came out in the press was like, we've got a secret... Sorry, Ms. Barrel Huck came out in the press and was like, we've got a secret way of dismissing Steve Smith. Did it work for him last time that we're here? No. no. But what is it, Ms. Bar? We're going to hit the top of off stump. No. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Revolutionary. He is a visionary. <laughs> because no one has ever said hit the top of off stump. But then no the question has. comes, yes. which off stump 
the real off stump uh-huh. or the off stump Steve Smith presents when he walks five metres across his crease and you still have to bowl it outside his knees. You know, I really think there's something to the leg slip plan. Um, that's what I think they should do. India should. used that in that first test series when uh, Clarkie was still captain and then he had to pull out for a back injury and then mm. Smith captain for the remaining three. The leg slip and the short leg, he got out about two or three times to that. He was on 115. <laughs> he was on 140. Yeah, but, but they know. didn't bring in the leg slip and the short leg until about 95 or 96 runs. When he was nearing his century, they brought it in and then they kept it there and he, he would get out. He does like the leg side play. We all know that. Mm. He can whip something from miles outside off through cow cover. He can uh, launch it over short leg. He can launch it square of the wicket. But he did edge and flick the ball to short leg and sometimes to uh, leg slip quite a lot. And famously to Ben Stokes in the ashes. Um, so Was that famous? I forgot it. Oh, come on, no, Spinks. I wasn't you never there. forget it. You do. I wasn't you know there. exactly what we're talking about. No, Ben Stokes is an average cricketer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I've already eaten my humble pie, <laughs> Spinks. I'm not going for two serves. I want a written apology from Bardo. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to get it. <laughs> um, mate, that brings us to the end of the pod. Thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciate it. Just in our last minute or so, I think we just need to say the following word with a tone of sadness. Shakib. 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 Shakib oh, Al-Hassan, Shakib. done for spot fixing, after you and I talked him up extensively during the World Cup. He was the diamond in the rough. He was the diamond in the rough. Of that cup. Yeah. And even in test cricket as yeah, well. Imagine what the series against India would have been like now Ugh. if Shakib was in the squad. Shakib. Why, in the immortal words of you, Spinksy, Shakib, why you got to do me like that? Why you got to do me that? Why like you got to do me like even that? Even Shane Warne would have reported these approaches. Hey, even Warney. Mark Waugh would have reported these approaches. Hansi Cronje. Or maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, but Rest some, in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace, indeed. Um, Spinksy, thank you so much for being with me, mate. Lovely to see you. Uh, any final words before we sign off? Um, I'd just like to say that to anyone who is listening across Australia, that if you do have a local RFS or if you do have any family or friends that live in fire-affected areas, run a charity drive to get some donations going to your RFSs. A lot of them live off their donations. That's how they get their new equipment. They get their training days. So if you could... Lend a hand, send a supportive message. Um, my father's a RFS deputy captain. Oh, no. And just yeah. well wishes, thoughts, prayers, more than Scott Morrison does. Get some money out their way. Do it. We will post a link, folks, on the Two for None Facebook for a way that you can donate to the RFS. If you're not across it, Australia is currently on fire like nothing. It is redder than your hair. Yeah, it's redder than my hair. It's, it's in a really bad way. Um, and if you could donate there, that'd be great. Also, while we're talking about donations, I've launched a two for none Patreon. We're going to be doing some merch. Uh, we're going to go full out on this podcast vibe. So if you wanted to get around that, that'd be awesome. I think for the next month or so, if you could, if you're thinking about donating to two for none, just donate to the RFS instead. Yeah, definitely. That's probably a better use of your dollars. hundred um, percent. I'm, I'm prepared to cop to that. Um, Spinksy, you're a legend. Thank you so much, mate. And get on those RFS donations, folks. We will be back after this test match, whether it's Spinksy with me, whether it is Chris Barty, whether it is Heidi Cheadle or Michael the Stuck Wood. We will remain to be seen. So stay tuned for that folks we will be back after the next test with all of the wrap-ups and previews for the following thank you so much for being a part of it like rate review subscribe all of that good nonsense and in the meantime i only have one thing to say which is go those